Good morning, everyone, and welcome to today's Mercury, a broadcast of hope. Today is day 214 since we came back on the air, and I'm Dr. Rosalind Clark here today with Max O'Brien, who has good news for everybody. You don't have to be so snarky, Dr. Clark. I told you last night that this one was a bit far-fetched. But in my mission to present all possible scenarios to our listeners, I wanted to throw this one out there and see if it sparks any ideas for anybody. You're just upset because you lost the rock-paper-scissors game or got the short straw with Agnes or something, which means you're the one who has to sit in on this one. We actually ran a little race a few days ago in anticipation of the next one of these. I had no idea that girl was that quick. I saw that. I wondered what you were doing. Anyway... Today, we're talking again about possible ideas for what caused zombies to emerge from the pages of fiction into the real world. We've mentioned quite a few ideas on this broadcast, but this one's different. I've been thinking about it. And as I admitted to Dr. Clark a few moments ago, it's a little out there, so bear with me. Seriously, folks, this should be good for a laugh if nothing else. Go ahead, Max. Tell them your latest brainwave. What if there are no zombies at all? Okay, good start. Now elaborate. Okay, so several months ago, something changed in the world. People started shambling around in a dumb sort of way and also started eating other people. This is the classic definition of zombie behavior. We've all seen it in movies and TV shows and read about it in books. So of course that's what happened. But what if our perceptions and conclusions were being colored by the fiction we'd consumed? What if zombie was just the name we were assigning this behavior? Hang on, folks, it gets better from here. What I'm suggesting is that the people who started eating other people aren't the ones who changed. What if it's us, the ones we're calling the living who changed? I mean, I know I feel normal, and I've asked around a little, and everybody who isn't a so-called zombie says they feel the same as they ever did. So how can I be saying we're the ones who changed? I ask myself every day how you can say some of the things you say. But go ahead. It's all about perception. We're perceiving a change in a certain segment of the population. They're dumber. They don't talk. They eat people. But what if those people are the same as before, and we're just seeing them as dumber? But what I'm suggesting is that all of us, the living, got hyper-intelligent. We're communicating on a higher plane. We're thinking faster. And as a result... We see people around us as these shambling idiots. You do realize you sound like Alaska right now, right? Not at all. Alaska believes the same thing as everybody else, that people have turned into zombies. The difference is that Alaska doesn't accept the standard definition of zombie as a dead person who has been reanimated. What I'm suggesting is that nobody actually died. Instead of a massive section of the population dying off and coming back as reanimated corpses a smaller section of the population suddenly got a lot better. And what about the gradual ramp up that we all experienced? There were several news stories leading up to this of isolated incidences before it all went full outbreak on us. Well, that's where it gets a little murky. The question now becomes, what caused people to get hyper-intelligent instead of what caused zombies? Maybe it was an alien experiment where they bathed the earth in strange energy and it was supposed to make the whole population smarter, but for some people the effect was only temporary. Or uh, maybe a similar scenario, but without aliens. Some sort of cosmic or environmental event where people got smarter in waves instead of all at once, or where people were hyper-smart for a short time and then devolved back to normal for some reason. Uh Uh-huh. 
So let's imagine for a moment that I'm buying any of this, which for the record, I'm definitely not, but we can pretend for a minute. Which part of this theory of yours explains why the supposedly normal, non-hyper-intelligent people are eating the rest of us in particularly gruesome ways? Whatever made us smarter also made us delicious. I mean, seriously irresistible. We're all so yummy that they just can't help themselves. Max! Hey, I said this one was a little out there. But don't you think it's a fascinating theoretical scenario? No, not really. I think it's absurd to the point of ridiculousness. I mean, Max, you've had some half-baked ideas before, but this one doesn't pass the smell test. It doesn't fit the observable evidence. It doesn't fit the timeline. It doesn't explain why everybody isn't eating everybody else regardless. Actually, that last one is explained by the fact that the, quote, living, unquote, people are so enlightened that they know better. You just have an answer for everything, don't you? I'm just trying to think outside the box here. And why do we turn into zombies when they bite us? Haven't quite worked that one out yet. But I still think this is a valuable intellectual exercise. I see. Well, I suppose this isn't any more of a waste of time or gas than any of the others, so we'll let the listeners decide how they feel about it. In the meantime, listeners, you might want to avoid putting any condiments on yourselves or marinating in a garlic sauce or anything like that. You don't want to make yourselves tastier than you allegedly already are. And with that bit of advice, I'm putting an end to this for today. For Max O'Brien, this is Rosalind Clark signing off. Take care of each other.